0: Grounded. I'm your host, Brian Willie, along with my co-host, John Kesselring. Episode 46 features the head coach of Van Meter High School, Eric Trudeau. Coach recalls his coaching influences, the keys in developing and maintaining a successful defense, and the keys to building a productive strength and conditioning program. Coach also shares his foundational beliefs and how FCA has impacted him and his programs that he leads. Don't forget to check out our website at igfootballcoach.com for all our blog posts and podcast episodes. Also, it'd be much appreciated if you could leave us a review on iTunes to help grow our program and share our message with a larger community. This episode of Intentionally Grounded is brought to you by GoRoute. GoRoute brings practice efficiency into the 21st century with on-field digital risk coaches. Trusted at practices by more than 350 high schools and 30-plus FBS and FCS teams, GoRoute allows coaches to instantly send scout cards and installs to players so they can stay up-temple all practice without the need for binders or managing multiple huddles. Compatible with all major play drawing systems and hand-drawn cards, GoRoute teams routinely double or triple their practice reps daily. If you value practice time and want the best preparation, then you need to go no scout cards with GoRoute. Learn more at www.goroute.com. That is G-O-R-O-U-T com, or by emailing at sales at goroute.com, or you can call with phone number at 866-777-1448. Episode 21 of Season 2 of Intentionally Grounded with Coach Eric Trudeau starts now. Coach, tell us a little bit about your coaching background.
1: Um, You know, I, I, uh, I played at uh, Simpson College, played football and baseball at Simpson College uh, for uh John Siriani in baseball and Jim Williams in football and uh, came straight to Van Meter from there uh, I was a student assistant for both the football and baseball teams uh down there my last year there uh, my fifth year and uh learned a lot and then came to Van Meter and uh this is right where I got into coaching and where I've stayed uh, my entire coaching career and um I was the assistant football and assistant baseball coach when I first got here to Van Meter. Uh, And then two years after that, I became the head baseball coach. Uh, Back in 2000, it would have been. And uh, during that time, we were fortunate enough to win the state title back in 2003. Um, And then Rick Roberts, our current AD, he uh, was the head coach at that time. He left uh, after, uh, what was it, about – seven years we were together and then he went to des moines east and to become their head coach and i chose to stay and became the head football coach at that time uh was the head football and head baseball for a couple years uh but just couldn't keep doing that uh with our growing family and uh so i had to give up something uh gave up baseball and uh kept football and uh, as they say i guess the rest is history
0: Coach, when you look back at your influences on your coaching career and and what really got you into coaching, what would you attribute to what got you into coaching and maybe who are some of those coaches that you looked up to on your way up?
1: Yeah, there is no question that uh, the coaches that I had in high school and college uh, greatly influenced me um, and uh, certainly impacted my decision to go into teaching and coaching and When I was in high school, um, I felt like I had outstanding coaches. Um, As it turned out, my father in law, um, who has since passed away, uh, Larry Tryon, was my head football coach at Allogden High School, uh, just up the road here, and um, learned a a tremendous amount from him. Um, You know, really respected him um, and the fact that. He just always had such an even keel demeanor, uh, but yet was very knowledgeable and always prepared us very well. Uh, And then my high school baseball coach, uh, Dick Smith, um, uh, was also a great influence with me. And uh, even more than just being a coach has become a lifelong family friend and uh, still count him as a friend today. Uh, And then, as I mentioned, had the the distinct pleasure of playing for John Siriani and uh, Jim Williams. Uh, down at uh, Simpson College and, um, you know, just learned so much from them in terms of uh, preparation, attention to detail, attention to fundamentals, Um, you know, keeping it simple. um, If you execute the fundamentals uh, more excellently than anybody else many times, uh, that's going to lead to a tremendous
2: amount of success. Coach, it's awesome that you brought up uh, Larry Tryon and and Jim Williams and John Sirianni, all three are probably – among some of the the top fifty best coaches the state of Iowa has ever seen, so that's that's phenomenal that you've been around all three of them in your lifetime. So that's not very many people could probably say that. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, but let's uh, dive in a little bit. bit. Dora, defensive guy by trade. So describe your defensive philosophy and system, and and how you have continually had a, a such a high ranked defense in the state of Iowa year end and year out. Um. You
1: know, I looked at that question. I. I you know, I thought a lot about it, and I think the fact that I've uh, coached so many different things, especially in football, uh, over my time here at Van Meter, uh, that a lot of people maybe wouldn't realize. Um, you know, when I first got here, uh, I uh, when, uh, Rick Coach Roberts gave me the the defense right out of college, and um, felt extremely uh, humbled to be a 22, 23 year old kid and, uh, here. You know, Rick has had a successful program, and Uh, He just gives me the defense straight out of college, and, um, you know, so I was obviously coordinating the defense while coaching our defensive backfield, which is where I played when I was at Simpson, Uh, but then also on the offensive side of the ball, coaching uh, receivers at that time. Uh, When Rick left, did that for a number of years. Uh, We had some coaching changes. Um, uh, Needed an offensive line coach at one point. We were transitioning to more of a zone scheme, so had a chance to, to learn and really delve into learning how to um, you know teach offensive line as well as walk um, you know in the offensive line and um, you know spent a lot of time with the University of Iowa staff learning their zone scheme um, and then eventually when I first became the head coach um, you know I was coaching um, our quarterbacks and uh, as well as coordinating the defense. Um, and eventually now I've transitioned, I'm coaching outside linebackers. So, um, you know, where I guess I'm going with all this is just by, by, you know, having to learn and to teach all those positions. It's one thing to, to learn and know what they're doing, but to teach those positions, I think teaches you a lot, uh, or lends itself to, I think becoming a, a better all around coach. Um, and then, you know, you understand those positions and, um, how to maybe uh, defend them maybe a little bit better. And so, you know, that's, that's certainly been a, a key to my growth as a coach. Um, beyond that, for our success, it, it really boils down to those fundamentals. We aren't flashy. Uh, we're going to focus on uh, defensively uh, being and getting lined up, knowing what our keys and reads are, uh, being able to react to those as quickly uh, as possible and playing fast and then defeating blocks and and tackling extremely well. So um, I feel if we can do that and and our kids know what they're doing and where they're supposed to be and don't get confused, uh, then we're going to have a chance to be successful.
0: Coach, a lot of our coaches that listen to the, the podcast here, they talk a lot about game planning, and that interests them in terms of how different coaches go about their game planning and the things that they do um, when preparing for an opponent. And so when you look at your game planning, you know, we, we know some coaches that you know prepare more for plays and concepts that, a, that an offense throws at it, and while other ones are going to throw out, um, you know, what formation alignment is, is going to be their preference for the week. So when you go through the process of game planning, where do you start each week as you prepare your team?
1: Um, I start each week by um, going through, and I still break down um, all our films, I guess, by hand, you would say, but, um, you know, using Huddle, but I, I still uh, enjoy watching the film and delving into that, um, and so I, I just go through each film, probably three or four games that we have, and um, I'll watch them straight through, then I'll go back and I'll start breaking them down by formation and plays and uh, down in distance and and all of that type of stuff. Um, and I'll certainly look for tendencies. Um, but I guess where I start, um, is what are the team that we're going to play? What are the top three or four things that they do, uh, offensively, especially in their run game and their pass game? Um, and then, you know, how are we going to defend those as well as possible? Um, I'll also certainly look at uh, any key players that they have, because uh, you know we all know that uh, players make plays, and uh, if it's uh, it's a lot of times a matchup game, so we'll try and uh, you know uh, negate as best as we can uh, an opposing team's also best one or two players um, and make them choose something different to do. So uh, that's really where we start, uh, where I start. And then uh, I provide the kids with a scouting report week in and week out, and uh, they do an excellent job of, of reading through that and, and staying focused on those, uh, you know, top three or four things that they do.
2: Transitioning a little bit, Coach, tell us a little bit about your strength and conditioning program at Van Meter and what has worked well for you guys and what areas you're currently always trying to improve on.
1: Yeah, I think it, uh, it really starts with uh, – Again, Coach Roberts being our athletic director. uh, So it starts right from the top that um, I feel very privileged that um, he has set the tone that all of our sports, both boys and girls, uh, strength and conditioning uh, is a key and a focus for everybody. Um, And being the size school that we are, a 1A football school, and 2A and most everything else, so on the smaller side of things, um, we're going to share kids. Uh, we're going to have multi-sport athletes. We need multi-sport athletes. We want multi-sport athletes. And so, uh, you know, he's really done a, a great job of putting together a staff across the board uh, that is bought into that and works well together. So, um, as I explain this, I'll kind of lay it all out uh, because, you know, our football coaches, wrestling coaches, basketball coaches, baseball coaches, track coaches, we all work so well together uh, that uh, it really... Uh, has breeded a lot of success across all our sports so uh, for us uh, once the school year starts um, or once I guess football starts in August uh, we go to a -a two-day-a-week in-season program and so uh, we're going to lift Sunday nights and Wednesday mornings uh, and that's our thing Um, and that's when we get our team together and continue to, to lift throughout the season again knowing that uh, all of our, our, a lot of our kids are multi-sport kids, and so um, our program is really focused on uh, developing that total athlete uh, and trying to make us as strong and as explosive for all sports as we possibly can. Um, also, all our athletes are also lifting in PE class, physical education class, which our physical education teacher uh, is also my defensive line coach uh, has been our head wrestling coach. Um, and is an assistant track coach. So he's invested in all the sports as well, and our kids are lifting uh, a minimum of three days in PE with a recovery day or two recovery days built in there during the five-day week. Uh, and then once we get to the summertime, then we transition to our three-day-a-week program, um, and we split it up. All our returning kids, our sophomores through seniors, uh, they're going to lift uh, three days a week in the summer, uh, Sunday nights, Tuesday, and, and Thursday morning. And then that's when we bring our freshmen in to lift for the first time or incoming freshmen. And, uh, they start lifting on Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings, just with me, uh, just by themselves. So they can really focus on the technique, learning things right uh, before they start really loading that bar up with the weight and potentially injuring themselves. Um, and then in the summertime, it just, uh, really dovetails our, our lifting. Uh, when the kids get done lifting, they go right into open gym for the basketball coach and, um, you know, and then they've got baseball in the, in the evenings for those that play baseball, and everything's taken care of all all together.
0: Coach, you're, you're among some elite company, being one of two coaches in Iowa history to take programs, two programs, I should say, both baseball and football, to state championships and win state titles. Now talk a little bit about what it was like for you to take, you know, and be the head coach of two separate programs that are both traditional powerhouses year in, year out, and then take them to that elite level where you're winning state titles.
1: You know, it was, it was a little bit different circumstances for me. Um, you know, one was so early in my coaching career and was accomplished in, in my very first trip, uh, to the state baseball tournament. And the second was felt like it was so long coming. Um, even though I'm not, you know, I'm still not, uh, I feel young <laughs> at 44 years old, certainly, but, uh, um, You know, felt like it was so long coming because we had fallen short in the semifinals uh, for so many years um, leading up to the state championship in 2017 that, um, you know, both of them just caused me to to really reflect on how privileged I have been in my time here at Van Meter to have the support uh, from our administration, uh, from our community, from our parents, uh, from our kids. Uh, They work extremely hard uh, preparing themselves. Uh, they know that we're going to have to outwork people uh, in order to achieve what we want, uh, the goals that we have set forth for ourselves. And, um, and uh, so I just, you know, um, Coach Sirianni, you mentioned uh, a while ago, um, you know, being in that company of the top 50 coaches certainly, uh, told me a long time ago, wherever you go, uh, make sure you feel like you feel – Um, like you can be supported at the the level of success that you want to achieve. And I've always felt that here at Van Bader. So um, just a very privilege to be a part of a very strong tradition here and, um, you know, just fortunate enough to be able to put things together uh, a couple different times uh, with great groups of athletes to uh, to win state titles.
2: You've talked about being meticulous in details and, and having great support from administration in the community. And, and the kid, but what are some of the core and, and foundational beliefs that you emphasize within your football program and how do you hold players to those standards?
1: Yeah, um, I guess our, our most uh, uh, closely held tenant is the fact that you know we're going to be team first. Uh, it's put it on the back of all of our camp t-shirts. Um, we're going to do uh, what is best for the team as coaches. Uh, And we expect first and foremost, while certainly taking care of our players and developing relationships with our players, uh, but we also expect our players to follow that lead. Um, You know, we've had numerous examples over the years where uh, kids have sacrificed uh, individually in order for uh, the team to be successful. You know, when we won the state title in 2017, we had several kids who, you know, didn't necessarily want to play a certain position, but they, it wasn't their first, I I should say, it wasn't their first position of choice. Uh, That's a better way to put that. Uh, But yet they uh, were willing to sacrifice for the team. Uh, And ultimately uh, that was a huge, one of huge, the huge keys to our success that year. So uh, that, that comes first and foremost. And then, um, you know, we're just going to come and, and and really put in the work and, and do the work and do our job um, unselfishly, uh, day in and day out, knowing that uh, by doing those things, that's going to, uh, you know, allow us as coaches to trust you and allow your teammates to trust you uh, when the chips are down on a Friday night.
0: Coach, you're very active in FCA as well as some other leadership development programs within Van Meter. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved with FCA and then also how has it impacted you and your programs at Van Meter?
1: Well, uh, it was just uh, my involvement in FCA was just me uh, realizing that uh, it uh, was time for me to uh, live out my faith in Jesus Christ. and uh, That was just one way to do it and one way to show the kids that there's, uh, you know, I, I just wanted them to understand that uh, there's, there's nothing to be ashamed of uh, in terms of uh, your uh, beliefs and and faith, and uh, you know I, we have a tremendous um, support there as well from other coaches uh, who help lead. Uh, I'm just one of many uh, coaches and teachers on staff uh, that help lead our FCA uh, in van meter huddle and uh, and the kids. Uh, they really have taken ownership of it and i I, I guess that's you know that's been extremely. Uh, humbling and and exciting to see that uh, we have youth that are willing to stand up for uh, Jesus and stand up for their faith uh, and realize that uh, whether you play a sport or not, uh, whether you're involved or not, uh, we can all have something in common and we can all come together for a common purpose uh, to be better people and, um, you know, to go out there and serve.
2: As we wrap up the podcast, Coach, I, I do have two questions for you. Now, one is unrelated, It'd probably be a curveball to you, but we have a very uh, supportive listener of our show, Brent Jorth, who I know was a colleague of yours oh. for many years at Van Meter. But he, sure. he, did, he did ask us um, to just clarify if he was the best uh, junior high coach that you've ever had in your program uh, while at Van Meter. He wanted you to verify that on air, so – um, he could share that with some of his friends.
1: Oh, sure. Uh, I would certainly rank
2: uh, Coach Joris or Brent up there uh, as
1: one of the best we've ever had. Um, you know, I don't know that I I, I always uh, am cautious in saying the best or ranking, you know, players or teams <laughs> or anything like that. So I guess I'll hedge my bets there a little bit. But, you know, I, that does bring up a great point that when I say we've had great support, I should also certainly mention that, Um, You know, Brent was one of them. I've got some great long-time junior high coaches right now uh, in Adam Lamore and Quinn Pels along with the rest of my uh, coaching staff at the high school level Um, and then our youth program that goes down through third grade and uh, the dads that are willing to put in the time to learn what we are teaching at the high school level and remain focused on those fundamentals when they start the kids out in youth. Um, you know, uh, knowing that that is going to benefit them in the long run much more uh, than how creative they can get with their play development, things like that, youth football. So uh, the whole way through, just uh, our program uh, has really bought into uh, what we're doing.
2: As you know, now my last question, you know what it's going to be because we did give you a heads up on that, but um, we do have a tradition on our show um, that if you had a walk-up song as a professional baseball player or a uh, wwe wrestler what would it be and you have to tell us your why
1: oh you know um gosh i was trying to think of the the name of it um there's a song by a christian group called building building 429 um about not being home uh and uh or this not being your home and it talks about uh know this earth not being your home that there's more to this life than uh than uh, just the life we see here on on earth and uh i you know the the spiritual part of me or the faith side of me says that uh, but then there's also the uh the competitive side that would have to go with back in black being a hawkeye fan so um uh, you know i i that always gets me jazzed up whenever we go to kinnick and uh, back in black starts to play and uh you know, uh, so I would I would say I I guess I would go with two. <laughs>